From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang went off from black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. I think we should get into it. DC Chat Week. I don't even know what week it is now. You've put me off my game. Um, It's a big week this week. It's all four shows. Last week was a little bit more subdued with only two. Um, I'm hoping still Arrow can come out on top this week (laughs) as it did last week. You know... Oh, first of all, hello, Terry. Hello, hello. Mitch. <laughs> G'day, Ben. Hi, hi. Hi. You know how Arrow came out on top last week and I was a big, you know, big fan of it, if, despite the political yep. angle they went down? I've been thinking about it. I'm not a fan anymore. No, you know <laughs> what? M- I re-listened to our podcast. I'm not a fan either. I'm like listening to myself rated above Supergirl and I'm like, don't do it, Mitch. Don't do it. And then I did it because yeah. I've already done it. Yeah, but it was because Supergirl was even more <sighs> shit than Arrow. Like, Arrow was shit, but Supergirl was even shitter. I don't... Yeah, just the way they did the political angle just didn't work for me last week. The more I thought about it, I just went, guys, just you've really messed it up. Mm. And I'd like to revise my score. <laughs> I'll vote for that too because I want to revise my score. <laughs> Well, there you go. So I'm going to vote Supergirl 1, Arrow 2. Yes. And let's prevent Terry from doing it because it's probably the only time she's ever going to put Arrow on top. Probably. (laughs) Four episodes this week, Mitch. uh, Time codes as per usual going to be listed. If you want to skip around or save some for later, they're all there in the description depending on whether you're listening to iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever. It's all up there. Check it out. Perfect. Let's kick it off with Supergirl. And mixes Pidlick. Just go with what Kara called it. Mixy. Oh, yeah. Mixy. Cop out. Come Sounds on. like what you name a dog that you didn't like. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it also sounds like a, a disease that rabbits get. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not pleasant. I'm sorry. Your rabbit has a case of mixel spidlick. Oh, dear and- God. Speaking of last week's chat, as we wrapped it up, we were walking out and, Terry, you mentioned the buttons. Yes. And I went, yes, I want to talk about the buttons too. Yep. And Um, straight away, uh, even in the opening title, she's ripping open her shirt. But the buttons don't actually, like, pop, pop, so I think they're fake. I don't actually think her top is done up. Could they be studs? Yeah, I reckon, and that the buttons are on the top as, like, pretend buttons. They're not really there. They're not actually, you know, in a buttonhole, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. They should do them flying all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe someone that's there, like her sister or something, but goes, oh, and like, yeah. bash away from them. That oh, I'm not in the eye again. A computer. Oh, Curry, you got me in the eye. <laughs> but she's wearing that under her shirt, right? All day. All day. Every but day. But when she's wearing a dress or a skirt, you what happens boots? to the rest of her costume? Like, where's where's the boots? The, you don't want to know where the rest of it is, okay? <laughs> and, and the cape, where's that hidden? You know what? <laughs> What's that tucked into? This is the sa- <laughs> This is a safety version of it's a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> 
safety or G-rated? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably picking up on something really weird. But right at the start when Mixie uh, gets rid of Monel and whacks him in the DEO. Wearing pants. Um, underpants shorts or whatever. That, yep. um, everyone at the DEO just walks past and goes, yeah, whatever. Goes about their business. Wouldn't the DEO go, dude? How, why are you here? How did you get here so quick? What's happening? Well, no, nah, they were just like one oh, of them did. Yeah. One of them did ask him, "What are you doing here?" Oh, really? Yeah. But no one, not of any oh, sort they weren't, of urgency. Like, super shocked by it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he walks around his underpants there all the time, and it was just another day. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing here this time? <laughs> well, what got me was this secret organization and this mixy person from another what fifth dimension. He knew about the DEO, so he was able to send Monel there without even thinking twice. Well, oh, wasn't he, he like a stalker, a fifth dimension stalker? I got the feeling that he was able from the fifth dimension to, to spy on her. He's been watching it for a while. Watching. Yeah. He's yeah. been watching her. Not creepy at all. <laughs> no. So I guess he, because he's been watching her, he's right. been, he knows about okay. lots of things, I guess. And obviously where the Fortress of Solitude is. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, he's been just 24-7 spying her. Okay. Stalking yeah. All right, well, that answers that question because I just kind of... That was my first thing I wrote. Like, seriously, he knows about the DEO, a secret organisation. Yeah, but everyone knows about the DEO. Apparently. <laughs> and the alien bar. The yeah. So, um, thankfully, they didn't uh, ignore the kiss last week and just go make that... Because I, I mentioned last week if they... You know, go. Oh, we're not quite there yet. Oh, oh we, they we almost, almost did. did th- they almost broke up again. And I'm like, well, yeah, but before that, they acknowledged it and went, "Yes, cool. This is awesome. I'm into you. It's a, it's a thing." Which yeah. I was, oh, I was like, "Thank God, we're not going to go round and round for another three weeks." They basically kissed. <laughs> Just chalk it up as a as a kiss and move on, and they did. So that was that was good. And it became. A Valentine's Day episode, which I found weird because we get this in Australia day and date with the States. Yeah. It was a week after, after Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Week late. Like, yeah. that's just bad planning. I know that we've had our own problems more so as a couple of years ago when it was just Flash and Arrow on and how they monumentally stuffed up the penultimate episodes in their order yeah. of those two series and how they connected in with one, one another, especially if you're watching both. But this, it's like, it wasn't really a filler episode but it kind of was it really like Mixie while he's a prominent figure uh, more than a lot of others that they've had in the comics it really could have fit anywhere uh, so it is really a filler like why couldn't this episode have existed last week yeah like aside from the the Monel Kara relationship side of things why couldn't we have seen Mixie last week and the Luthers this week if anything it would have started maybe a nice momentum gearing up to the wards the final six or so episodes of the season, whatever they've got left. I don't know, I just found it weird that of all the proper planning they make in these shows and how they've all got to intertwine, how we get a themed episode a week, a week after yeah. it's relevant. I don't know, I just found that mm. little, a little bit strange. But, <laughs> you know, they, that aside, it was all about Valentine's Day stuff. You know, you've got uh, uh, D- Detective Hot and Alex. They've got their own issues and things going on and backstories and character issues and things and then you know Mixie just it's all about love and that's why I I was happy that I was correct in my assumption about him really because I don't know a lot about Mixie from uh, from my detailed uh, DC knowledge but I said look he's erring on the side of bad if you're going to say bad or good but it's more annoying than anything and he was very irritating in this episode like Loki yeah and then obviously he started to go full dark side at the end he was ready to kill a lot of people to uh 
to get that done. Yeah. He seemed like everyone else was unimportant, so almost like killing ants to him. It mm. didn't matter. Yeah. They were just puny humans. doesn't matter. Mm. Even Wynn got some love. Yes. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind win, yes. And I think yeah. that's where what you said before, Terry, really stands out, that the alien bar, everyone knows about it. Like, Wynn, he was by himself having a drink. And where did he go to drink? He went to the alien, alien bar. bar. Now, I'm sitting there watching this with my wife, Sarah, for the first time. She's never, mainly because I don't like to promote that I'm a 30-year-old married man and I watch Supergirl by myself <laughs> in our house. <laughs> You know, it's all PC. But go right ahead. Uh, you know what? Promote it right now, man. I do. Well, Sarah doesn't watch it with me. My kids sometimes do because it's pretty fluffy and, you know, it's uh, it's it's family friendly. But um, pretty fluffy. she's seeing uh, Wynn having a drink in this bar and she's like, oh, so aliens are a known thing in this world. I said, well, people know they exist, but they're not walking the streets or anything to anyone's knowledge. I said, this guy's just having a drink but by right. himself in an alien <laughs> bar. Like... Okay, whatever. But then he takes her out to a regular restaurant. Yeah, know? yeah. Yes, that was kind of weird. Having said that, do you know, I actually thought Lyra, that was her name, she was more Supergirl than Supergirl. She was awesome. She was fantastic. Yeah. She needs to be Supergirl. I was wondering if she had set up that interaction between the two guys she beat up in order to talk to Wynn as an infiltration to the DEO. But then by the end, I kind of got the feeling, unless she's really playing it well, that she actually is a just a, a good chick. I just presumed she was just a, a good chick. Come on, Wynn needs one. Yeah. I couldn't. I kept <laughs> I kept picturing uh, Eddie Murphy going, Eddie Love! Eddie Love! <laughs> What's it got to do with Eddie Love? Eddie Love! <laughs> I couldn't stop. <laughs> so uh, what is with Kara and Monel having an argument in the middle of the DEO? Oh, she's so annoying. Why <laughs> would you do that? What, just, so hey, can we have a private room? Annoying. I'm sure they've got a soundproof room somewhere. An interrogation room. Something, like not in the foyer. What is going on? It's strange, isn't it, Terry? Because I feel like Super... It's, it's such a weird thing to say, but I feel like Supergirl, the character, was the best part about the first season. Like, a lot of other stuff going on outside of her was a little bit too fluffy or whatever, and, and then now that it's moved to the CW, the show itself has gotten much better than... And I liked it in season one. But her but character's changed. Her character's sort of reverted a little bit. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, just silly little decisions like that that make her character seem... A little bit immature or whatever. It just yeah, it was it was strange. You know, it's trying to be really lovey dovey where those two are concerned. When like we've been saying for weeks, the Alex and Detective Hot relationship, like that's something that you can watch very easily, but at the same time kinda of get behind because how that's developing and evolving is is kinda of nice to watch and it's a lot more natural. I don't know. Yeah. It's, so do you think they've done it on purpose to, to make her seem a lot younger than what she was in this first season. I don't want to say that they do because it just seems like a... I mean, I I'm not a writer. I'm not pretending like I could do anything better, but it just seems like such a stupid thing to have done on purpose when it wasn't something that needed fixing in the first place. Yeah. Well, unless they wanted to attract a really young, immature, annoying audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mentioned last week, um, I've been watching Vampire Diaries and Monel is in Vampire Diaries. His Thank you, Terry. That's very well explained to me. So Kai. please continue. <laughs> His character as Kai in Vampire Diaries is so much better. It's like he's been castrated in Supergirl. Seriously. It's just... He's just... But does that he's, not... He's like he's a little bitch and she's just a whiny, annoying, 
Gates as the whiny, annoying person. But does that not, um, you know, speak to his acting ability though to be able to be as you well, he's, put it, a completely he's different great. character in both but two it's different like shows? Written, you know, they've got this really kind of evil character of his in Vampire Diaries, and then at the very same time they've got this castrated version of him in Supergirl. So he's good at that, but it's I'm just saying the writers have just yeah. really chopped him off. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean, Ben, by saying it, is it a uh, is it proof of his acting ability and whatnot. Yeah. I I know I've harped on this. If you listen to our Get in the Geek podcast, I would have said it once, twice, ten times already. But uh, my go-to example of that, but throwing it more to, to Terry's point of view, is Guy Pearce in Iron Man three. Now I'm not a big fan of Iron Man three, but Guy Pearce, fantastic actor, one of the best Australian actors we've gotten that we've produced and exported and all that sort of gear. You put a great actor in a movie with other great actors, but it's like he's he's a type of actor for a certain type of film, and then he gets thrown in this, you know, B grade blockbuster movie. He's a villain in a comic book film, and it's like he doesn't know how to properly play that. He plays it how he thinks that sort of character in this sort of film is played. Because I just found that character so over the top and, you know, sort of moustache twirling, sort of bad guy. And right at the end, you know, when he's really revealing myself, I am the bad guy of this movie. (laughs) It's like, no, man, look at any other... Like, again, we bring up Loki. Great bad guy. Doesn't overplay it, even though he's playing a very Shakespearean character. Mm. Whereas I think it may be Monel, even though it's the CW and it's the Vampire Diaries, probably a lot closer to Supergirl than the likes of Iron Man 3 and a, a very A-list film that Guy Pearce has done. But uh, maybe it's a little bit more of a, a grounded character that he plays in the Vampire Diaries, where here it's like, you're the last surviving member of your alien race. And there's a little bit of you know, ambiguity of, of, of your character that we ma- might reveal towards the end of the series when he's the prince um, or something, <laughs> as we're predicted. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, yeah, he's not exactly sure how to play the awkward guy, so he overdoes the awkward guy and it just sort of makes everything else sort of fall flat around him. Yeah. Maybe. But then, I mean, she even said, I wrote it down because it, it annoyed the shit out of me, I am not some damsel in distress, I'm Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah, don't call yourself that, doll. That's yeah. something. That's what other people call you. Legends of tomorrow, stop calling yourself legends, <laughs> even though you ask the rest of us not to call them, whatever. Um, what I did really like is when they actually start to build some mythology around it and they tie in stuff from our real world, not just this episode, but any movie or, or, or TV show that's built on this big, you know, fantastical sort of uh, story that, uh, that these uh, these shows are, is that they said, oh, fifth dimensional beings, you know, we, we know about these guys, you know, like you've got um, genies and leprechauns and stuff, people that have yeah. written stories and myths about these type of characters. Oh, is that what the fifth dimension is? Well, they've said this, like, you know, thousands of years ago, people wrote stories about a genie or someone that was able to, you know, create stuff out of nowhere, and so they just described them. This as guy, at that, least, anyway. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of and it's like, well, now we know them to be a fifth dimensional being, and this is what they can do and I just like when they, they tie in real world stuff myths and stuff that we've got stories of and go oh this is where it's all come well, from. Well I liked know? it a little bit more too because the, when they were mentioning the, the creatures some of the creatures in the past all the, the myths um, it sounded very supernatural to me. Yeah. 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 I was like oh Sam and Dean have hunted some of those. <laughs> I like it. Now last week I did tease I didn't go into it too much because I thought that the, the reveal 
of how you beat him was going to be a really big thing in this. And it kind of was, I guess. But so that's all I know about Nick Spitalik, however the hell you say his name, is that you have to trick him into saying his own name backwards and that's how you beat him. Yeah. Isn't that so, like Rumpelstiltskin doesn't have to say his own name or something to... Yeah, it might be something I don't think like he that. likes hearing his own name. Right. I think. But... Um, I can't remember either. Yeah, it's, it's started to become a, a big thing. And I felt like the reveal, it's sort of... That's where they needed to get it to. I just felt like it was it was almost a little bit too much. Like I didn't like the whole throwback again to the to the start of the episode, but the the, the nature of on some planets to write something is yeah. to truly say. It so was the fact stretch. that he wrote his own name was him saying it. I'm like, well, he didn't say it. No, he didn't. I feel no. like the same effect could have been had. Off. It would have been just as smart as if he goes, please don't kill yourself, don't blow up this whole place and and destroy us. What is the password? And she says, it's the one word that you don't want to say. And you make him say it. Like, yeah. he would have had no choice. I it thought that's where it was going. So did I. That, to me, so again, I'm not a writer. That's me and my simple mind. That's what I would have written. And yet they give me something else. And I'm like, really? Couldn't you have gone for the more obvious or even simpler one than him having to... You know, then you have to create visual effects up on the screen to show his name backwards and shit. Like, why? Yeah. Just have make him say it. It, it. It's the same yeah. destination. Just not some stupid journey to get there. No, shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the touch though, because what was the rule at the start? He says, I can't. St- he can't stop her from. He can't make her kill he herself. He can't stop her yeah, from killing herself. She, and I can't make you drink orange, orange juice, juice or something. Like, it was just so weird. And then right at the end, like, as she reveals herself in the fortress. And she's drinking a glass Where of orange. Where did that come from? Oh. She's obviously she flown. You know, way, she's from a Seven Eleven in <laughs> Capital yes. City. Oh National shit! City. I missed that. <laughs> You're right. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. And I was they... wondering what she was doing. <laughs> while they trust each other, I want to think that uh, Clark, her cousin Superman, might have been a little bit pissed off if that yes. whole bomb was a real thing. She's like, "Hey, meet me at my cousin's house." And we'll get married there. Sure, they go there, and she's like, "I'm going to blow this place up yeah. if it means saving you." And then she smashes you know, through uh, the ice sculpture of Jor-El as yeah. well. It's like, uh, "This is yours that. to break." Yeah. Like, really. <laughs> Bitch, you messed my place up. Yep. <laughs> and we finally got to see them kiss. Yes. Well, he's pushing her down on the couch by the end of it. Now, you know, yes. we faded away. We panned out the window, and they get amongst it. So, uh, cue the Barry White. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Not the Perry White. Oh, that, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> if only we had a Perry White already in this series. All right, let's move on to Flash yep. and the city of Gorilla City. Yes, that's what they're calling it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, well, not very Julian creative. Although called but... it Planet of the Apes. Were you still watching this one with Sarah? I was, actually. We did this in the same night. And she's never watched these shows with me, so I had to sit her down and say, okay, look, we're starting off with the most fluffy, okay? What's that mean? Am I not going to like it? I'm like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> So it's Supergirl, and I think she did because it's she watches a lot of those CW uh, shows wherever we find them in Australian uh, TV, and uh, then we go into Flash, and I'm like, okay, that's right. She's watched this with me once, like two years ago, and then it's like previously in the Flash, and it starts suggesting that it's the Gorilla stuff because I'd forgotten about it. This show hasn't been on for two weeks. I'm like, oh god, it's friggin' Grod. And again, I've stated this: I don't like Grod yet. I don't understand how a telepathic gorilla is the arch nemesis of the Flash. Um, but anyway, we're, we're going to suffer through Gorilla City. And I just sort of looked at her and said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. She is. I'm sorry. I kind of did. And she's like, you're allowed to like it. It's fine. I said, no, no, no. I don't think I'm going to like it, which means you're going to hate it. Um, and yeah, I, I, whatever. I didn't really care for it because I'm just not into the... I'm not into Grod. I'm not into the apes and all that sort of stuff. I might like what happens next week because of it all, but I just I just don't get Grod. I'm, I'm not... 
I'm not feeling Grodd as But an army of them coming through is going to be better than just Grodd. Oh, the idea of an army, but like the, the fact that it's, yeah. that I, don't, I just can't get past the fact that, not knowing Flash history in the comics, that a telepathic gorilla is this great arch nemesis of the fastest men alive. Reverse Flash aside, that Grodd is this massive villain in the Flash's world. It just yeah. there's no parallel there for me. Like we again, like I said, when you look at Batman, a lot of his uh, rogues gallery are, are parallels to him of some description. You know, whether they be brains or brawn, I don't know. Yeah, you guys unleash them, <laughs> and, and, and you love it, and I'll chime in when necessary. Now just I'm going to do what you did last week, Terry, and yeah. I've got a note here, and I don't know what it means. I wrote down Joe Gorilla City. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, what else could it mean, Ben? <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> I maybe it'll come out I'm in the not uh, sure. in the wash of uh, us talking about it. Do you have any other notes? Not much. I've got "Welcome to the Jungle, Baby." I assume that was Cisco that said that. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Um, Guns and Roses reference. Thank yes. you very much. And then there was um, the Gorilla Gladiator, like where they actually did yeah you know, the Gladiator stuff in the. Um, the two wells, Mitchell. They finally got to have their conversation. Well, ever it wasn't so, much. Of yeah, ever so yeah, it was. It wasn't long enough. It was a little bit. Um, the ending shit me. Wow, you're um, just skipping right through, no. aren't you? Oh, and okay. So this is one of the things that my husband started saying, and I'm like ignoring him because every time we we think of something earlier on in the episode, that question or those those thoughts that we have end up getting, you know, yeah. um solved during the end of during the episode but the whole point of you know how they're trying to change the future and blah 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 yeah well the only way for um the gorilla to come through is via a breach obviously yeah but they bring cisco to gorilla city who is the only person that can open a breach Mm. so if they didn't bring cisco with them to open the breach then that wouldn't actually happen. Yeah. Well, just the idea that that Jesse's come through and said, you've got to save my father. Now, obviously, Barry was always going to help. He always wants to help people if they're in trouble. He's going to go save someone that was his friend and partially a mentor for at least a couple of episodes. But the idea that he's trying to change a future where it's at least in a post-world where gorillas have attacked the city. So he goes to a place where there is a shit ton of gorillas waiting to fight him. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, well, he goes, well, maybe we can change the future. Now, again, it was it was explained later and cleared up a little bit by the real uh, Harry once he wasn't overtaken by Grodd and he sort of explained it all and whatnot. And then, of course, the reveal at the end as well. But he just jumped to that conclusion and solution too quickly for my liking. Barry's like, oh, I know. Let's let's try and dodge a bullet by going and running into a, a gun range. So, But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, yeah, I get your point, man. I totally agree. But how... But, but further to that, if... If Grodd controlled Harry, isn't that all he needs to make Harry build the uh, build the whatever uh, the breach? The breachy thing, yeah. Right? So why didn't he just do it straight away? I know. And, and instead of doing the big fight and all the rest of it, or was it because there was another guerrilla leader who he needed to get out of the way first? It didn't make well, that, sense. That to was me. what he said. Yeah, I it's mean, just, but it's just so convoluted. Yeah, it doesn't and, need to be. And I've got a bigger question. If Harry is the only one who can make a breach, then how did Jesse get, get to the through. other Earth? Exactly. Yes. And She's just there. 
and yeah. no one even has he got a asked. Do you reckon he's got a little remote? He's well, a little, do you remember he's got a little, he made Supergirl little, one? Little garage door clicker in his office in, on Earth Two, and she just presses it to go through to Earth One to see us. Right. Okay. So maybe it's a oh, or it's a part of her suit. But okay, fine. Mm. But it's just like, well, there's more than yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I think that they just made this way to all they had to do was say, "Well, how how did you how did you get here?" Oh, I've got the thing. Dad mm. built it for me. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Move on. Yeah. And rather than just making the whole plot fall apart. Yeah. But also, um, do you remember with the crossover, Cisco made Supergirl a little breech bracelet thing, so she can come through whenever she likes. So why didn't he just do that in this episode? Here, Barry, if you're going to go and save Wells, you'll need this mm. and not actually take Cisco yeah. with him. Yeah. It's, there was too many. Holes. And then none of... Oh, I don't know. It didn't make sense. If it was simply to get Barry to kill the other gorilla, then maybe that's what the whole point of stealing Harry was for because he already had the other chick who can do the... The breaches, as we saw at the end. Um, but did he already have like where? How how did he even get her? Where did and she didn't look? Um, she looked like a statue. Well, I think because he had mind controlled her. Oh, okay. I think that's why I took it anyway. But I get. Hopefully, we find out how he got her. But it was so convoluted. Yeah. And just unnecessary. A lot of it was yeah. just unnecessary. It was a nothing. I actually wrote it was a nothing episode. It's sort of like they had this idea for a story and then made a two-parter out of it. You know, it's like Grodd's got to get his army to Earth, but this and it really is, I guess, an event that's more deserving of a forty-two-minute, you know, episode. Gorillas attacking a city, coming from an alternate dimension. Let's make it into two episodes. Let's put a big cliffhanger in the middle. It's like, well, how do we beef it up? Oh, let's make this really convoluted story in the middle about Grodd and Salivar, which is really confusing considering we've got Savitar, Savitar. and then Solivar, whatever. Um, saliva. Saliva, you know. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just, I don't know, too much in there that really wasn't that important. And the guy doing the voice for Solivar, Keith, Keith David, I believe. Um, oh, was it? Yeah. I like him. He's yeah, I really like him too, and it seems like he's gone now. Like, he came in for literally an hour's worth of work in the voiceover studio. Yeah. And I'm like, because when they when they had his name up in the credits, I'm like, that's right, he plays Grodd. No, he doesn't play Grodd. He played this other guy that had three lines and got killed off. As they were panning into Gorilla City at the start, mm. the aerial shot, where we saw Terry mentioned before the... Uh, gladiator ring. Gladiator ring. Um, we went through the entranceway, and... It looked like the spear was like a lightning bolt. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. What, the, the, the statue gorillas were holding or something? Well, I don't know if they were holding them. There were these two spears that kind of went through the, up over the entranceway where you walk in, and they kind of went like a lightning bolt at the end of the spear. Right. And I, I again, that. through not reading comics, don't know any thing about it and I was hoping Mitch you would but you no, don't I'm, so okay we can move on I <laughs> wonder if that was like just a tiny little easter egg from the visual you know visual effects artists have just put that in for a little bit of fun see if fans spotted or something because yeah that doesn't I don't know but like that whole shot there's a few other shots like this this episode was just CGI heavy mm. to the point where they've obviously got the same amount of budget to work with every week because there was so many points in this episode where they are saving some coin there was that moment where I don't know if it was a bank robbery or jewellery store robbery or whatever but Wally and Jesse ran off to stop it now they run off off screen 
they get there. We see the uh, the thieves come out and they're talking about how they're going to get away, what they've stolen, pulling out their guns. And then all of a sudden they stop and they look. There's Wally and Jesse already standing there. And then Wally says to Jesse, I have to go deal with these guys. He sort of walks or runs out of shot and then you just see flashes of light over Jesse's face and you hear a lot of whizzing around and then it, it pans around while he's standing over these guys tied up. Not one visual effect in that whole scene. You know what? You're right. And as they left the um, Star Labs, the same thing. It was on... Who was left there? Uh, wasn't it um, Iris and yeah, so Joe? I, yeah, maybe? so it turned... It, the face was on them as they left and went... Whoosh, yeah. And the same thing with the light on the face. Yeah. I caught that one. I didn't catch that one that you're talking about, but yeah. the same thing, yeah. Like, there's a lot of unnecessary lightning effects throughout uh, any of the rest of the episodes that they just shove in. It's like, hey, well, we can do this, and it would be absolutely necessary. If the Flash ran out of this very big room, he would have to, you know, he wouldn't wait until he got to the door before he did it. So it was just like they were trying to save as much money as they could because they really needed to CGI the shit out of the end of this episode where Barry's standing there having taken down Solovar, and I'm like, there's just a guy standing in a green screen because everything around him looked like a you know 2003 video game. Well, even he looked um, when he was walking yes. to, at the start. His walk looked well, that's, so yeah. terrible. Yeah. It looked Jar Jar Binks like. Yeah, it, it did actually look like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, it's like they modelled him how a friggin' Gungan would would walk. And that's the thing. It's like they haven't. There's like only a couple of things that CGI artists really haven't nailed yet, and I don't think they've really nailed nailed fire. They can't do water and the natural way that humans walk. Like, only the really big companies and the really, really expensive movies have been able to get close to nailing any one of those things. With this, this episode, not dealing with a big budget, and you've got this very Gungan-like Flash walking into the middle of the Coliseum <laughs> to fight a gorilla that also looks like he's from a 2003 video game or something. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's the only way they could do it. They weren't going to get an extra couple of hundred thousand or a couple of million to make this episode. Well, they couldn't go to Gorilla City either and shoot it live. That's, that well, would, that's true, yeah. <laughs> it would have been hard. The I, permits are very hard to get to that place, yeah. I was actually a little bit confused with... Um, so he was running around and around and around because he was going to do the lightning bolt. Yeah. And so my first thought was, why is he still running? Like, that whole scene seemed to take oh, forever. Like, yeah. he's not run that long before to throw a lightning bolt. And then um, one of them said something. I think it was um, Malfoy said, sorry, Julian, <laughs> said something about reverse. And then Cisco was like, oh, yeah, reverse. Reverse flash him. And then he stood there and he put his hand out. And I'm like, well, how is that reverse flash? Because well, he like, puts his did... hand in and grabs... Remember they killed Cisco? Yeah, but he didn't... putting his hand in his heart. Yeah, but he didn't put his hand through... Because I thought that. I said, oh, maybe he's going to phase through his body and rip his heart out. That's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. But he didn't. It was like he just... He could phase inside, like he... stay there for a few minutes, do some well, damage and phase he back out. He did stab him like, through the chest, yeah. like. But it was like a punch... Like a, yeah, because it didn't kill him. Remember, open... he goes, I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and just, just sort of put him down for the count. Yeah. So he just sort of stopped yeah. and then punched him with his hand. I thought, well, couldn't you have done that before? Yeah, it's so... It's... You know, the other thing that, that just didn't even make any sense was if if Barry won, the agreement was with Solvar. So who's going to be left alive to honour the agreement to let them go? No, no one. <laughs> it just made no sense. No. Oh, and why, um, uh, she, what's her name? Snow. She's made 
um, Barry frozen, mm. why couldn't she just freeze the bars and then smash the bars? Yeah, good point. Another great point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't know about your superpower. So let's use it in a really weird way. Yeah, instead of just <laughs> another the convoluted bars way. And, and you know, another thing. Another <laughs> thing. It, Barry is sitting there addressing all the Coliseum going, Us humans, we oh. don't want war with no, you. You know what that we was to me? Rocky Four. Well, you know what? The other thing it was is shit house because like, he is on an earth that he doesn't know anything about yeah. apart from a two second trip. Yeah. And he's there speaking on their behalf saying they don't want war. Hmm. How does he know that, know that Earth 2 may want war and be provoking the whole thing against yeah. the gorillas? Dude, you don't know shit. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Just get back to Earth One for Christ's sake. I just kept waiting. Honestly, that was it was my Rocky moment. I kept waiting for him, you know, to just stop speaking like this. <laughs> we don't want war with the gorillas. If you can change, and I can change, this whole Cold War could be over, and Rocky saved the world. Like, come on, man. And then righteously so, he got taken down with a like a dart or whatever, and like you know, to be continued sort of shit. So yeah, darted twice. Yeah. He, he's the flat. <laughs> Man, don't, don't. come on. Stop making sense, Ben. All right, let's talk about the subplot a little bit with uh, Jesse and oh, Wally. Wally. Now, that was annoying a bit. It was a bit annoying. Why did she crack the shit so much? I, don't like, know. Just... I thought she was maybe jealous. Well, at first I thought maybe she thought Wally was being a bit of a douche about the fact that he's got superpowers. He was being a full douche. I know. He is being so, a full douche. And then she, she she came to him after the biggest douchery yeah. and went, yeah, I do like you. I want a bit of Kid Flash. I'm like, what? How can you want a bit of douche man? <laughs> why does he have to be such a dick? I don't know. And I thought that's why she decided she didn't like him because he was carrying like, oh, look at me. I'm Wally the Flash. But Yeah, yeah. Take a selfie, girls. And then, what? And then that wasn't the reason why. And I sort of thought, well, I don't know. How's really he at the start? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I got this as well. And then shows the ultra quick hand. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you don't want to be showing her that. Because, no. uh, you know, that makes it basically makes her redundant. Hey, look. Yeah. It- <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what? No, what? no, I was thinking so in reverse. I- that, like, thank God he did like a full hand. It wasn't like a... Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben and I went to the gutter. Yeah, no, no, I was. Oh, okay. Mitch was further into the I'm gutter. He's in the stormwater drain. Gutter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this show could get real sexual if it let itself. Really, if it had a ten o'clock start, an MA rating. They could, they could have a lot of fun with what it would be like to be the Flash. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Absolutely, <laughs> more like Jessica Jones, just and. Um, yeah. Old mate. Yeah. Episode one, yeah. breaking a bed because it's two superpowered people having sex. It's like, yeah. That's, that's what, what I want to see. That's what we're talking about. You see Barry, he'd be done in like, he's done. A second. This would be good, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, Ira, Iris ain't complaining. You remember uh, Adam Sandler movie Click? Yes. Yeah. And he fast forwards when he's having sex with um, Kate Beckinsale. Never do that. Like, Why would yeah. you? Don't, don't quicken the Why experience. Why would you? <laughs> Idiot. What a moron. <laughs> All right, speaking of idiots, let's move on to legends. Yeah, well produced. <laughs> so we're back with our intro again. Who, is it, who voiced it this week? Was it Steel Man? Um, it yes. was one of the pretty boys. Yeah. I tell they the sounded difference. the same. They now, did. you know who I thought it was straight away? I thought it was Captain Cold. Just for a second, and then I realised that it was pretty Steel Boy. Right. But okay. I'd, I'm like, oh, is he coming back? Is this it? What's going on? <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't tell if it was Ray or... Or still. Yeah, it was still. It sounded the same. Yeah. 
it's not as bad as Flash this week, but holy shit, it had some problems. <laughs> it had some big problems. Yeah, you know, I think that's why I like it because it's it's shit all you, the time. You know, it's, there's going to be big it's problems. Great <laughs> shit. And um, one of the things I did write down, um, this was for you, Mitch. So you mentioned, I think last week, um, another week before, mm. I don't know, whenever yeah, two weeks it was. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the Vandal Savage, like at the end, they had to be in all these different time zones yep. at the same time. Then in this episode, they mentioned that the spear was broken into four different pieces and placed in four different time zones. And I'm yep. like, oh my God, Mitch is going to lose this shit. That actually, no, I actually really started to think hard about what that could possibly mean because while those uh, pieces are in different times, we've got only the one version oh, you know i don't know it's it's different it's like they're they're exempt from the the time strain or time they're lines exempt from a lot of right? things no but like <laughs> just bear with me for a second it's oh not, we're bearing i'm <laughs> sitting back waiting for this <laughs> I, I no i'm i'm honestly i'm trying to figure it out and this might need a lot of editing by the end of it ben and i apologize but like it I'm starts leave it off all and you've in. got uh midnight what's his dr midnight or professor midnight whatever captain midnight whatever they Geordie. call him sure yeah Where's he from, Terry? Geordie. Was that his actual name? No, 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 but he reminded me of Geordie because he was wearing the visor. Who? (laughs) Are you serious? Dr. Midnight, the black guy that got killed at the start by Rip. Geordie, next gen. Yeah, he's wearing the visor like Geordie. Oh, I know who Geordie is. (laughs) What are you saying who for? No, but I didn't know who in the show you were talking about. Which was just talking about Dr. Midnight. That was in the year 3000, so that (laughs) is when that, uh, that piece was being stolen. And then there is the the time of this whole episode, which is in what five hundred hey, BC or something. Turn up ten minutes earlier, save his life. Hey, okay, look, that's okay. <laughs> Jesus, I, I was going to come back to that. That's note number one. The precedent didn't last long, guys, because last week George Washington got killed. You that's found George out, Washington, yeah, okay? and you went back before so that's you could George stop Washington. it. This one, it's just just not quite as important because he's still a member of the Justice Society of America. It's not like he's just some Yahoo had no impact on the timeline. This is a superhero that's been fighting evil for, I guess, now centuries throughout different time periods. And it's like, ah, he's not as important to go back and stop the murder of. that that was a bit of a, a mistake, that they, the, the time, they'd gone back for the time aberration, but something had changed and Gideon... Um, I, I can't even remember all the technical words that they said, but I got the impression that what happened, they were meant to get there beforehand, but what happened, they oh, didn't. Yeah. Well, Something did happen. Try there. again. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No. <laughs> Mitch is not happy. You said last week or last episode, you can do it. It can happen. It's not hard. This week, it's like, we we what last time? Oh, who cares? Let's, let's just do our best. Right. No. So, shit house. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So, King Arthur's not real, right? That's not a piece of history. Mm. Correct. I'm assuming. It's a legend. But, Just like oh, the legend. Don't, well, you can't claim a legend. Yeah. But the hot um, chick, Goldilocks. Star. Star City. Star, Star Girl. Star Girl. Star Girl. She, had, she was entrusted with a piece. Yeah. And she used it to create King Arthur and her as Merlin, I guess. To... Which means you can use the individual pieces. Because the other didn't midnight yeah. use it to make himself not blind. Yeah, but you, it must. It must be limited. It must be a limited sort of range. 
just to, <laughs> just to Camelot. Yeah, if you're but if you're, if you're creating Camelot and the Knights of the Round Table and King Arthur and Guinevere and shit like that's but it that raises is, but it raises more times too that because with it, some toilets and showers and stuff as well though. But if you like, go back, do... yeah, well, right, sure. But if you go back and you're, I don't know, I don't know. If oh, you look. go back in time in a time ship to a period, you land. And then the realities changed as well. Does that is that something different than time travel, or just when you're there, the realities change and it's fine? Because later on, or during the the show, somehow Steel Man had a book which was seemed to be changing yes. Marty McFly, it was Fly very picture once style. Once upon a time, ish. And how quickly was it changing, Ben? Immediately. Instantly. George Lucas immediately. Immediately, yes. not like the episode in between those two. Where it takes time to flow through and change. Oh, but was it changing or was it already like that and well, Ray was actually already fulfilling his own destiny that was already Well, he was taking a while to turn the page and see what happens. It seemed as though it was changing. Because okay. It, it, it I, I thought it was already there. And, and still man knew. Just couldn't read fast. Yeah. <laughs> Slow reader. Um, so, you know... Aberrations and time lore and all the rest of it aside, I, again, am just frustrated by Damien Dark and his, what are they, Legion of Doom? Yeah. And just the stupidity. Well, like, there wasn't a Legion this time, though. It no, was there was just, just him. So there's just him, right? Yeah. By and Rip. And then, so they come into the castle and they've got the mind control thing on King Arthur. Yeah. And he does some stuff and then it all happens. And then... Damien Duck has them. He has them all there. And he goes, the classic, classic villain cliche. Right, I'm going to leave now and give you time to regroup (laughs) and come up with a plan that will defeat me. I'll be back at dawn. (laughs) I won't come earlier in case you're unprepared. (laughs) Exactly. Rip even said, can we go a bit earlier? Come on, as if they're going to do it. No. We must wait the time. What? I'm a man of my word. Oh, there you go. This is bullshit. <laughs> Come on. It's like I was watching a bad Bond film. Yeah. Like, even worse, Austin Powers. Close the doors. But they might escape. They could go. No, I don't want to see. Close the doors. <laughs> shit oh, ass. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid shit. And just to cap off on what you said about the whole change in reality thing, I, I was obviously too busy folding towels or something, I don't know, doing chores as Ben hates that I do when I'm watching these shows. But that I actually did terrible. miss the idea that she created them through this you know, piece of the spear, if that's, uh, if that's what happened. But if she did do that, and she knows the legend of King Arthur, so she creates Arthur. Guinevere, they've got Camelot, they've got Knights of the Round Table and everything else, but they don't create Lancelot, who's the third person in that oh, love triangle. Sarah, Lance, only to Only to give a <laughs> big gaping hole for Sarah Lance to come along and be Lance a lot. A lot. <laughs> now here I am, my second and only note. Uh, of, How did she um, say that again? Because Guinevere said it was it like, her, right? I like. Doesn't it something like, I like Sarah Lance a lot. Oh, did she? Oh, God, I missed the stuff. Yeah, that's what it was. It was that. Exactly Otherwise, that. I would have written in, in, in bloody market pen fourth place legends uh, of the week's so rankings. Good, so but, good. like, you, what? She creates everything else except for the one person that 
we just happen to have someone on the team that can fill that hole. Like it was so that was the convenient part of it, which is so ridiculous. But my second and 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 final note that I'd written down for this episode was Sarah flirting with the queen. I'm like, is it your mission to go through Hell and yeah. either flirt or have a relationship with every historical female character that you are going to come across? Hell yeah, it is. And hell yeah, it was. <laughs> like she knows in a turn. Fantastic. Up is like, oh, Arthur's the best. Now he's missing. Sarah's like. What's up? She's like, mm, yeah, what's up with how you? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> so, so I wrote this down. Merlin is with the king. No, Merlin's and in love the, with the king. Right, and but the queen's a lesbian. Well, she, she's, she's, she's left bi. the door open. She's, 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 she's bisexual. She was... <laughs> She was pushing hard for that. I don't think Sarah was even on board for a start. <laughs> oh, no, Sarah was on board. Mate. Okay, yeah, she was, on board. She, was on board. she was on board. But yeah. definitely the uh, the pursuer there, I think, was was the queen. You know what? Before you say it was like a bad Bond villain, that move that Dark did, I've just realised, is Sarah the James Bond of this team? Like, everywhere she goes, she's got to sleep with somebody. <laughs> she is. She's totally Bond. <laughs> When they actually first walked in to Camelot, as soon as Sarah saw the Queen, I'm pretty sure she was like, yeah, I'm going to tap that. I was just straight into it. I'm pretty sure she was straight into it. Okay, maybe she was the dominator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not blaming her. Hands no. up if you're blaming her. No one, no. thank you. But why isn't she? She's never tried it on with Stargirl. She hasn't tried it on with Vixen. Why is she being... Well, you don't shit where you eat. <laughs> I look, hey, Vixen, God, she pissed me off at one stage. Like, she was complaining about their methods or something. I forget exactly why, but somewhere, I guess, around dark, giving them the, you know, the 12-hour window to, to do whatever. And Vixen had a complaint with them, had a fight with one, I don't know who it was, and said, maybe this is why your team loses so much. I'm yeah, like, I hang on it. I actually yeah. thought that was really good, though, because they do. Well, they do, but I'm like, you're part of the team, woman. I know. <laughs> You you are part of why they win and also part of why they lose over the last 12 episodes or whatever it is. Like, you're just as much a part of this team now as anyone else. Yeah. As soon as you stepped on that ship without an invitation, yes, yeah, you just... are part of this team. Don't you go calling them losers and shit. You're part of it. Yeah, and you're actually job. one of the few people on the team that have actually got a supernatural power. Use yeah. it. It's a stupid super. I don't understand power. it still. Bugger her. I'm sick of Vixen. <laughs> Kick her off. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for her to go as well. Yeah. She's annoying. No, they've cemented her place now, I think. Because oh, she had a little thing with uh, with Stargirl and she basically said, well, look, obviously you've found your place. Yeah, this is, good. this and is your home or something. Yeah. So bad luck, Mitch. Yeah. She's sticking around. Did anyone stop to think? No, I know as soon as they um, put Rip on board and in the prison, my first thought, and I'm pretty sure I even said this to my husband, well, why don't he just say hey, Gideon, blah, 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 because Gideon responds to all of his commands. And then, of course, right at the very end, he's gone, shit hey, Gideon. <laughs> shit ass. I was hoping to get some, you know, talk pos- some positive stuff before we got to this ending, but we're here. Shit ass. We are here. <laughs> First of all, we haven't seen the jail in a while, have we? No. I guess the ship's big, but, yeah, we haven't seen that yeah. in many but episodes. why did they not think for a second that, of course, Gideon is going to Well, more than that, respond to... get Gideon to try and fix him well, straight that, away. That's the other thing I thought they were going to do too. Hey, Gideon, can you just give this guy a... Well, they don't know what's wrong with him at the moment, though. So, But at least put him, give him a once-over. Yes, hmm. I know. You know? Can we have a rip service going on here? <laughs> I honestly wasn't too worried about the fact that Gideon would respond to his voice commands because it's not like she's just a, a Siri-type device or anything. Like, she's actually 
artificial intelligence. Like yeah. I thought she would know right from wrong and what he's done on the ship. He he tried to kill Jax on the ship. What and he an episode Sarah ago? And he, and he killed Sarah on the ship. Like yeah, but Gideon was out of commission then. Okay, yeah, well that's yeah, true. But that's what she right. hasn't caught up on events. That she but missed? they've been talking. They, she's been in the mission briefings with them and yeah. talk. Uh, yeah. They know she knows. So unless he has some sort of override code, unless to she's her or in something. on it the whole time, she's been playing the long con. Oh, you know, Gideon, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why aren't we a visual medium? That was brilliant. <laughs> However saucy you thought that sounded. Times it by ten. That's how it looked. <laughs> <laughs> so when they had the uh, the things on their head and they were all Borg drones. Yeah. Um, oh, I just pulled a Terry. Oh no, I just pulled a Terry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to make a reference about Star Trek. This is these people. Well, they did the that Borg. anyway with the the saber. Made hang on, of hang light. on, hang on. He said Star Trek. Let's not anger the Star Wars fans out there. Oh, with sorry. The- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> um, I assume part of their mission was to rescue the king, right? Yes. So all the king's knights are under the same, you know, mind control thing. But don't worry about hacking them apart. As long as King Arthur's okay, we can hack as many of his minions apart. It doesn't even matter. Yep. Shit house. <laughs> they should be trying to save the entire army because essentially the army are all innocent. They're all innocents. They should have gone in and said, don't kill anyone. They're all innocent. We need to save as many as we can while trying to get Arthur. Yep. But now nah, let's hack them apart. <laughs> oh, as long as Arthur's okay. But I Shit thought house. they were hacking them apart before um, Grey and Rory were able to use the the mind control and and switch that off. Of course, but yeah. don't hack them apart. Just just subdue them somehow. They've got a ship full of. Well, when when's the when's the ship from? What year? Sometime way in the future. Surely there's something there that they can just, some pulse cannon, they can just knock everybody out and go, okay, come on, guys, hurry up. Or just knock everyone, hey, how about this? Knock everyone out and then just go around and take all the things off their head. Yeah. And while you're talking about grey, this is terrible. Mitch, <laughs> uh, if you didn't pick this up, in fact, I don't think you did pick this up because this would have been one of your first things to say. And, and I, don't, I don't know if I should say because it's only going to make you angry. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a pretty good job by yourself. So... They're in the ship. They're about to leave. They get, where's Ray? Oh, Sir Ray of the Palm or whatever he called yes. himself. <laughs> Which is funny. But So he's off fighting. Oh, well, leave his ass behind. And then Grey goes, well, we haven't got time to fix this up. If only we had more time. <laughs> You're in a time machine! He actually said, if only we had more time. You're in a time thought Mitch is going to, there's going to be like a, an implosion that I can hear all the way across town with you watching. Boom. That's, that's Mitch. My mind is just, my temporal lobe is just the blood oh, pressure. Just, and the smartest guy in the room says, if only we had more time. Oh, that is capitals shit out. <laughs> Well, Shit out! I was very tired at the end of this episode. I was just waiting for it to end, so I didn't even pick up on that oh, at all. I was wishing so. it was ending too. <laughs> but Terry, you touched on it. It was a bit of fun, and they did have some fun yep. lightsaber. 
Yes, that was the funny. Saber oh, of light, but don't say lightsaber because that's trademark. That's that, was, that was a fun line. Yeah. I actually, I didn't mind e- that line. Even though they used George Lucas two episodes ago. And also yeah. the bit where you know um, Steel, you know they're walking through. He's dressed like a leper, as one of them calls him. And and meanwhile, he's getting around. He's got his full night outfit on, and he's like, "That's that's not it's not even time accurate." What are you doing? He's like, oh, no, I love this. I love this time. I love this period. He's like, this is, it's wrong. Yeah. They didn't look like that. Vroom. They all show up and they all look exactly like that. I just, that was, that was, that was, that was actually a good piece of little, little comedy. And they there. referred to him as the leper. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. So two good things and the rest is <laughs> awful. All right. Shall we move on to Arrow then? Let's. Yes. Have we exhausted legends? I think so. <laughs> so last week. We have week, the most fun talking about that show though. True. True. So last week um, was the big political episode. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this, we mentioned that at least Mitch and I wanted to revise our scores from last week. We're not giving Terry a chance because that's the <laughs> only time that Arrow is going to be up top for her. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mentioned last week that I'd try and do some digging to see if the episode coincided, like Supergirl kind of coincided with Valentine's Day. A week late. Um, and I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything or any reason that... Uh, not to say there wasn't one... But I just had a brief look, and I then I started getting into a few spoilers for future episodes. So I went, no, 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 no. I don't worry. I stopped myself well in advance, <laughs> so I didn't do a whole lot of digging. But nothing jumped out at me that it was. So it was just for Ill no time. reason other than just to be political mm. yep. and failing at yeah, it. Yeah, to fail it. You yeah. have failed this political argument. Well, now they. I don't mind Oliver saying you failed this city. I, I, oh, like I love it. it. Yeah, it's great. You know. Sometimes. But what I am getting sick of is them saying, you're, you're nodding over there, Mitch, <laughs> is to become something I else. I wrote, that's the first thing I've Someone written. Else. Oliver is at Prometheus' house. He's become something else. Someone else. And even me and Jason, we both looked at each other and just That like, is oh, puke. Yeah. Like, that is puke <laughs> dialogue. Bad. That is the probably the worst dialogue I've heard on any of these shows <laughs> so in a bad. long time, and that's including Legends. Oh wow, that's that's and big. Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just it was, terrible. It was worse than I'm Cupid, stupid. And he led oh, up to it. Jeez, so. I just gotten over that. So. Yeah, oh, that was awful. <laughs> but he led, he led, and then she's back. This yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and he led up to it as well. Like, oh no, don't don't like it. Just yeah. like paved the way to say it. Almost so much that he didn't even need to say it. And then said it. Oh, it was I don't terrible. remember whether it was last week or the week before, but I'm watching it at home and, you know, I watched the prelude. You know, I became someone else. I became something else. I am the Green Arrow straight into previously on, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, I wonder how long they're going to keep up that something else line. Like, mm. it's one thing to go, I had to become someone else. I am the Green Arrow. That's great. You had to become someone else than Oliver Queen. You became the Green Arrow. You're two different people. But the whole something else, that was great in season one because you had to go dark side. And it was a show about like really extreme violence when the sun went down. This guy was a full hardcore vigilante. And something within like five or ten minutes in that episode, again, I can't remember whether it was the gun control last week or the one before, and they made a point. It was probably him saying that the first time that we're now getting sick of that he actually referred to... Someone being something else, and I'm like, oh, that's why they're keeping it around. Maybe from now on they'll give it a miss. And then he actually uses it so blatantly to the point where, terrible. like you said, we see it coming. And I'm like, yeah. dude, this is pre, this is pre-title card. Like, you don't need to set this up 
that badly. We I had to get pause. It, I had to pause at three minutes and nineteen in and go make myself a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! We've just come off the back of the political episode, which by then I was, you know, upset with, and that that ugh, mm. was terrible. <laughs> now we've also been complaining too that they've really given Prometheus a bit of a leaf pass since it returned from the mid-season break. Like this is the fifth episode since it come back from yeah. its uh, Christmas hiatus. Yeah. Prometheus really has been nowhere to be seen and or even heard of. Vigilante. Neither Vigilante, really. He showed up too. briefly last week. But this episode, like, it starts as if there was some big Prometheus reveal at the end of last week that they're following through on. Like, all of a sudden, he's out there looking for Prometheus's mum. He's talking to Prometheus, like, you know, your son, we just need his name. And then it was it was all about him the rest of the episode. I'm like, oh, awesome. This feels like it's building up as if it's like the penultimate episode of the season and we're, we're really building towards a big finale. Uh, so I, I like that and I, I kind of like Evil Mother who was like, oh, I haven't seen my son in a few years, to suddenly... Because he's not a son anymore. Oh, anymore. <laughs> oh, we're going full Ace Ventura in this whole bad yes, boy. What? What? Oh, <laughs> you were tipping that last week, weren't you? That the, yeah. uh, That Susan, the journo is actually the son, Prometheus, of the bad guy that's had a mm. sex change and really messing with his head and Oliver's been... Oh, with the... Yes, I, wow. uh, no, I thought it was face change, man. No, yeah, you think oh, face change, man. That, I don't sorry, think it's face change, it man. Oh, yeah. You think it's a, a man as well, but what? it's Susan. Yeah. Wow. So oh, it's, we still both think it's Susan and mm. that she's a man. She was. <laughs> look, She hasn't seen her son in four years. Oh, because okay. her son oh. may be now her daughter. I don't know if in the same scene as him being so blatant saying he became someone else, he became something else, where that's really in our face. Wow, dialogue. that is yes. a big... See? No, I'm just saying... No, that no, is a big no, no, no. prediction oh, no, right oh, there. Oh, wow. No, I I'm not even trying to say that. I'm saying that that's a blatant line in our face. We get it. He's a bad guy, Prometheus, to a line that really you have to read between the lines to get what they mean. I don't think they're... They're that clever to write an obvious line right next to a not so obvious line, a really hidden line. I did. Oh, oh I hope they do though. Imagine <laughs> that, that would be awesome. And then I'll be the one jumping on the couch. Going, yeah. I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, could you imagine the political incorrectness, the um, sort of trouble they'd get in if if that's the reveal, and then people go back through, you know, with a fine tooth to come and find the whole lines where he's like, oh, he became something else. And then it's revealed that he's become a woman, and then it's just a whole, you know, uh, yeah, because yeah. PC sort of line and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They yeah, get to get themselves not. into that territory. Then again, they handled gun control pretty poorly, so, <laughs> so they're getting in, they're good at handling things. In bad. a show about a guy who fires arrows at targets, they're really off the mark in in at least one thing in the last two weeks, and maybe heading towards another. Part of me thought that maybe because a few weeks back, or could have even been um, the first half of the season when Prometheus jumped over Oliver and did some sort of twisty move. Yeah, and yeah. And he recognised it. Yes. He said that he recognised it, but then didn't elaborate to anybody. No. Didn't say where he recognised it. then it went to the flashbacks with um, What's-Her-Face. So she's the one who obviously taught him and Prometheus how to do that flippy move. Talia. T- yeah, Talia. Well, I, I started wondering if it was Talia in this episode. Oh, like Prometheus. Talia is Prometheus. Because... One of the things that when Oliver said there's something else to the mother, um, Talia said that to Oliver, you need to become, you need to put on this hood and become someone else, something else. So she was the first one to plant the idea of Oliver saying that 
as his thing. Yeah. She was the first one to say it back in Russia to him. Yeah. Look at Mitch just staring. No, no, I'm just thinking that's, that's the reference I was thinking of that I noticed in the in the in the credits. I'm like, why are they still using that? And then and five minutes later, Talia said it to him for the first time, and I'm like, oh, that's that's why it still exists. That's something else line. Now they should put it to bed in the pre-credit stuff, and uh, yeah, they really haven't, and they really should. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, it's. We, oh, I just wish we knew who Prometheus was, and I hope it's Michael Dorn's character. <laughs> that would be awesome. Who's from Star Trek, Terry? I, yeah, he's, he's Worf. I know Worf very well. Thank you. Aside from the uh, Prometheus stuff, what I really liked about this with it was like a nice throwback villain episode for no real reason. That could have been any group of thieves or you know, skate convicts or anything like that. But it's like, no, let's bring those three people in. And I know that the former police officer had a, the, the girl from True Blood, um, had a thing with, uh, with Quentin. You know, it was their sort of like conflicting ideologies and things that made Quentin question, you know, his, you know, and revisit what he did with Dark in season four. So she was just a cop, wasn't she, in that episode? Yeah, but she yeah. was also like a, um, they were they were they cops were you know, during the day, and... but at night time they were like you know they were vigilante cops essentially, and, yeah. and stealing from the bad guys and sort of you know taking home all the goods they found, but at the yeah. same time pretending they were still honest cops and things. Yeah, so it really could have been anyone, but it's like a comic book. The villains are always around; they can come in and out of the stories as the writers need them to. It's like this could have been any group of thieves or escaped convicts from a jail, but it's like, no, no, no. They're three from his rogues gallery, essentially. You know, they're three escaped convicts and you know, Cupid's one of them and and then uh, then the former police officer and who was the other girl? I don't know. China White. Was it? Oh, she yeah. was the... Um, the triad. China leader. triad, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, why wow, that's chasing. really going back, isn't it's it? It's season one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and cool. And why she was a constant character as well. Bus together in the first place. Yeah, yeah I Where thought that. So that straight going? away that bus, I'm like, oh my god. Have they not watched Con Air? You sort of this can't yeah, go well. No. Get them on one at a time at different places. Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah, it was it was terrible. How much did they look like Charlie's Angels? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sarah's sitting next to me and goes, "That's Charlie's Angels." Like they're in their orange suits, and then they've got their proper outfits, and Cupid's got her bows back, and yeah. You know, it's a TV show. It's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Oliver had the chat with Quentin about the new Black Canary. And I thought that was cool. First of all, that he said it and it was handled well. Rather than just something that they're going to skip over again, what a detail, and then it just happens. They He addressed it and it was good and we've moved on. It was all it needed to be and it was really cool. But I, what I really loved was the moment between Quentin and the new Black Canary. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, and she almost a bit sheepishly was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to take your daughter's name on until I think that I deserve it and I haven't fully committed to the whole idea of even being that person on the team and, yeah. and things. Yeah, but it was nice that Quentin, it, he didn't have a moment in the middle of the episode which you would excuse the writers for doing in a way of Oliver saying, hey, is it okay if we call a Black Canary? He's, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. And then she redeems herself or proves herself by the end of the episode and then Quentin has the chat and says, look, it's okay if you want to take my daughter's Monica, yeah. you know, so... Uh, and in fact, you're already anyway, less annoying. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but she wasn't the original Black Canary anyway. Sarah was. Well, yeah, uh, I are suppose. Are we supposed to forget about that? Um, yeah, okay. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of who, Terrific got a new costume. Mitch, you'll be impressed. Uh, huh? Huh? What the hell? <laughs> I, uh, 
know. I didn't take really too much notice about that, to be like totally a, honest. Like a joker or it something. so it good. A jester. I'm watching it going, oh, shit. <laughs> I think going to hate that. I think, actually, it, it didn't really stand out to me until the end of the episode where after Oliver had had that really awkward, maybe too revealing chat with the police captain saying, hey, look, you know, the Green Arrow is pretty good. I've just got it on good authority. He calls me and stuff and we text. He's he's <laughs> actually all right. Maybe just let him do what he does because he's helping us. And the captain's like, well, no. And then the cops all show up, take down Charlie's Angels and look at Green Arrow and it's sort of like, <clears throat> okay, you do what you do. And then Terrific's like punching someone on the ground, stands up, and this cop's walking past, and he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, I just arrest you because you look ridiculous. Yeah. You don't look like you belong on the team. He's getting the shit kicked Kicked out out of him, him. although he should have. Did you see how bad they were kicking him? Like, Mm. it was so obvious they weren't kicking him. It was like little kicks that weren't even making... It was terrible. (laughs) It looked terrible. Like, I... It was a great fight scene. But just like that crossover episode where they're on the roof, it was pointless because all that needed to happen is the canary cry and they would have all been knocked down. Yeah. Because they've done that before. Like in the first episode where we met her, she knocked a bunch of people, Mm. including Oliver, when she did her cry. So all she had to do was cry and everyone would have been on the floor. Well, they did that at the start of the fight. Like they're running away. They bust out of the gates. They're carrying all the cash and whatever else. And then just... She screams out all over them, and they're knocked down. And I'm like, well, that, that's the start of the fight, is they're all on their asses. It's and over. Then all of, I mean, I, I get it. They brought in a lot of people, but still. But then, let's go back to last week's gun control. Then all these thugs come in. <laughs> and then just, they just, Oliver, well, he's got a bow, to be fair, but Quinton and Wild Dog just mow them down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, terrific, they're getting the shit kicked out of him. It's like... Yeah, they've really just ignored that gun control episode, yeah. haven't they? Yep. And I know this is DC, but to bring up a Marvel show, <clears throat> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, that goes so far to scream out, we're the good guys, we don't kill people. Like, they kill everyone, or shoot we everyone. Come in peace, shoot to kill. With, yeah, with their, uh, what do they got, the ices. You know, yes. they shoot everyone with, yeah. what, numbing bullets, you know, rubber bullets, essentially, just a little bit more futuristic. Half the people they shoot, I'm like, no, you need to kill that person. That person is coming at you. This person's supernatural. No, we're going to shoot them with an ISA because we don't actually kill anyone because we're the good guys. This show doesn't have that problem. They they kill. <laughs> yeah, they're and just dead. Because we talked about a few weeks ago, like, Oliver doesn't kill anymore. But I tell you what, Wild Dog and Quentin, they're killing everybody. Yep. They're, I mean, they're dead. Now, has Quentin forgotten that he's no longer part of the police I force? He just turned up here. Yeah. Not only that end fight, but... In the middle where they go, look, we, we know where these ex-cops of yours are. Now, okay, understandably, on a personal level, he wants to go and have a, ch- a chat to, uh, to, to I forget her. He should have been name. hiding away, just walking away yeah. somewhere, like slinking into the shadows. Now, it's one thing that the deputy mayor is going into the villain hideout, what's soon to be an active crime scene. Um, two, that he's armed while he's doing it. Now, okay, he's probably got the right to carry a gun, but still, he's going into an area where some criminals are hiding out. Three, he's going in there with Green Arrow. Like, if anyone spots him, there's the armed deputy mayor alongside the vigilante in a, in a warehouse together hunting down criminals. It's like, there's yeah. so much wrong there for Quentin. I'm like, I, I get that you're disturbed and you're not thinking straight because <laughs> this affects you it's personally because it's, right. it's, a, it's a former police officer that you're dealing with. 
but man, this ain't going to look good for you. Now, no, okay, if they terrible. get caught, it's going to look really bad for Oliver because he's going to take the hood off and holy shit, that's the man. Well, he didn't even need to take the hood off. There, there was the, it's ACU, right? Mm. The guy that he went and spoke to about the ACU yeah, and then yeah, convinced and then he him. And this, then he, yes. But the scene towards the two of them, <laughs> yeah, that was so there's like a light on Oliver's face. <laughs> and I'm know. like, wow, you haven't shaved just like our mayor doesn't. <laughs> but not only that, it looked exactly like it. And I know we watch Supergirl and all she puts on is glasses, but that was, this is supposed yeah. to be the grounded show. Yeah. And he usually wears a, he didn't even use the vocal the thing. thing. Yeah. He just went, yeah, okay. And I'm like, Oh, man. Well, you that, are Oliver said, Queen right now. He said now. the same thing that yeah. Oliver said to him as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to live with this cop's death. He goes, yeah, um, that's funny. That's what the mayor said. And I'm like, yeah. oh, how are we supposed to take that? Well, take it exactly as it was. That wasn't suspicious at all because the mayor was speaking on the Green Arrow's behalf. He said yes, and he says that he'll have to live with that for a long time. Oh, right. So okay. then he said, so that, so that well, wasn't even yeah. suspicious. He's a police officer. He's he's the captain. He should be drawing some conclusions. And he has, of course, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can I talk about something positive? Yes. So Please do. How good was Thea? Oh, that was, that was I want to talk about that. Just too, walks though. in, just starts handling shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. Gets season fired. Yeah, so, and, and probably needed to. Yeah. Really? I mean, we've seen. Now, maybe she's not bad. Maybe she wasn't a man in a previous life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of maybe surrounding her. But we have seen a lot of characters like her in the past that have just turned to shit mm. and taken Oliver down. So Thea did the right thing. He was blinded. I but do. the best thing she did was when she walked in and Quentin's there in the office going, da, 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 and she just sits down and goes... That's a load of shit, Quentin. <laughs> like, what? That's awesome. Because that's exactly what I was thinking. He's like, why is he going on? He's just whinging and moaning. Who is this guy? And she just came in and told it straight. Ah, I loved it. First time I've enjoyed Thea's appearance in... Ever. The, the whole time she's been on the show. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, it really did take the show in one direction where it, it could have taken it in a, the complete opposite direction earlier on when Susan just blatantly comes up to her and says are you the Green Arrow? And he's like yes. And I'm like holy what? Because yeah, they had the music yeah. the big zoom in. Really? Yes. No I thought we were I thought you were joking. What? I Is thought it, it was going to be real too. That would have yeah. been cool. Now see that that's taken the show in a big step because then you got her she knows the secret she's in a, in a position that you know is very dangerous for Oliver. You know she all of a sudden goes oh I don't really care for you that much. I'm going to blow this secret wide open. Oh, but then Thea gets her fired, so it puts her in the complete opposite corner. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I did, uh, I did like that about it. But um, yeah, I, I was, I'm like, this is a brave move that they're making, and they didn't make it. But yeah, I mean, hey, maybe next episode she finds out straight away. Maybe, hopefully, if she's good. Oh, I don't know. So who dobbed him in? Do you think this time? It can't really have been her, can it? Because she's discredited. Or maybe she... Who dobbed him into what? Well, you know, the news article at the end of the episode. Oh, that's right. Where it's like the mayor has covered up mm. the... Oh, um... I, I just took that as the, if, if indeed it was Prometheus that sent that letter to the police office or, or whatever to say, hey the DA's covered this up with the mayor and that's what the captain brought to to, to Oliver yeah. and he said I'll oh, eventually come around and said look we did this for a good reason just just let it go for a second yeah. it's Prometheus related so the captain hasn't done anything so Prometheus has to take it to the next level 
send it to the media. Or, but how does Prometheus know that Oliver had already told them about the cover-up? Well, the fact that I guess the, the captain didn't do there. anything. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Or well, maybe the captain, the head of the ACU, maybe he, maybe he's just gone to the media. Oh, no, he cop wouldn't go to the media, would he? Well, he could if he wants to blow it wide open and get the truth and justice and all that, but also keep you know in good stead with the mayor. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> everyone wants to be mayor and everyone's Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, I really did enjoy the episode. Mm, same. Mm. I, I thought, did too. I thought it was really, really good. And some big things coming up next week, surely, in the uh, Russian flashbacks as well. Yeah. Oh, this, a- yeah, the Russian flashbacks is just so good. How did that end again? We didn't even that didn't even wrap up, did it? Yeah, old mates. Um, like the the two I see of the brat for holding the gun to the guy from Damien. Yes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Terry. We were, so, we were so close to the end. Seriously, I was like Damien Dark. What? No, I there genuinely was a show went to Damien Dark. The Omen, Damien, but Whatever. it only lasted for a season, and he was he was the cop in that. I wonder why. Yeah. Last of season. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so old mate's got the gun to his head mm. and Oliver's presumably going to come around the corner and shoot him, but we didn't get to see a resolution to that. No. I felt like that was half... But, I mean, that's the thing about the flashbacks. We've never gotten a, fla- a flashback resolution until the end of the season. Like, really, yeah. there's only enough story in those flashbacks to make probably two episodes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good, though. Good. Like a good flashback. I want to oh, see yeah. more Talia, though. Mm. Who wants to go first this week? I will. All right, Terry, let's All go. All right. So, as expected, <laughs> Legends, I put as number one. Oh, really? <laughs> what? what? What do you mean, as expected? I did because... not expect this. <laughs> um, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> number two, Arrow. Yes. <laughs> number three, Flash. And last, because it was so shit, Supergirl. Wow, okay. That's... Yep. Uh, Legends, that's... Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. Mitch? Um, I will, oh man, I was prepared to come in here and go, I think, Flash on the bottom, and then we really hammered Legends, but I, <laughs> again, the fact that that show just does all the shit that it does and it continues to not surprise me because at least it's following its, you know, own own form, I guess. I kind of want to put Flash down there just because I, I, it's just a personal thing for me. I don't like Grodd and the fact that it was a whole episode about Gorilla City ended with Rocky Four. Uh, monologue and then didn't resolve and it was teasing the episode that I think we really wanted to see rather than this one. I'll put uh, Flash down the bottom. I think, uh, yeah, I want to put Arrow up the top. <sighs> Come on, Supergirl was worse than Legends. <laughs> so did you yes. say you want to put Arrow at the top? Yeah, Arrow first. Did you hear that, Terry? Yes. Well, I put it second. Legends. That's still good. Second. Oh, God. That Leg- Legends second. Man. <laughs> I don't... Oh, no. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Arrow, Legends, Supergirl, Flash. Legends. Because the mix of pl- stuff, whatever his friggin' name is, like I can deal with that because that's sort of... It was a silly character, so it was a silly episode to go around the character and the relationshipy stuff. It's what it's been doing, so it's not like it's taken a complete dive, whereas Flash has been on the up since the mid-season return, uh, and then it goes to CGI Fest in the Coliseum. On an alternate world, give me a break. Get me back to Earth and bring the gorillas with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm pretty much going to agree with you with a couple of alterations. I'm going to put Arrow on top. 
it was great. I know we just bagged the shit out of lots of parts of it, but essentially it just it moved really quick. Yep. And next to Legends and Flash, it was just it was so much better. <laughs> um, I'm going to put Supergirl second. What? I yeah, no, really I enjoyed Su- Supergirl. I thought it was it, I thought it was great. Or maybe it was just that Legends and Flash were so shit. <laughs> <laughs> Legends was okay, so that's that's going to go come in third. It was okay, but it's still. I mean, it, as to be expected, it was a little bit rubbish in parts and did make a lot of sense. But I expect more from Flash. Yeah. So it's yeah. right down the Flash bottom. It was just terrible. Shit out. <laughs> So with that, way, sorry, I know that you're a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, and you've got your own Bazinga shirt. I want to get a Get Into Geek shirt just made up where it's just shit ass on the front, <laughs> and if you get it, you get it. I like it. I like it. Mitch, have you done the calculation? I'm um, very quickly doing them now. Um, so uh, Arrow is our number one show of the week because yep. we've yeah. got two two number ones and a number two. Flash is our bottom because it got a third place and two fourth placings, and uh, Legends is second. Yeah. Because it got a yeah. first, a second, and a third. And Supergirl had a uh, third. Oh, man. Well, no, it's the same as Legends, actually. Nah, no, I've got them all written down. <laughs> sorry, you can cut. I'm no. testing you this time. Marker, cut it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So we got Arrow, Legends, Supergirl, Flash. Okay. Yep. It's not bad. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Are you? Are you, though? Arrow on top. Well, I I did actually enjoy the episode. Yeah, Not as great. much as I thought Legends was better, but it's because Legends is just it's awesomely shit. It's awesomely yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mitch. Uh, what stuff do you have on Get Into Geek to tell us about this? Get week? Into Geek. We have uh, an interview with Danny Boyle, the director of T Two Train Spotting, which is excellent. If you're a Train Spotting fan, get out and see this. I'm not calling it a perfect movie. I'm calling it a perfect sequel. This film is an absolutely perfect sequel to its original. It's fantastic. Get out and see it. Check out my interview uh, with uh, director Danny Boyle. I want to say I said very little in this because I just wanted to hear this Oscar-winning director talk for days. He's amazing to listen to. He's so passionate. That's up there right now. We've got um, a lot to do with event cinemas. This season of In the House, which is a cult uh, film classics festival that event cinemas Australia-wide put on, at least in the capital cities, Get Into Geek are partnering up, so uh, I know that most of us, but mainly just Maddie and I, have been uh, going along. We've been hosting screenings uh, at the My Centre here in Brizzy, and we're also doing reviews of all the films in uh, in the program this season. Check out eventcinemas.com.au. An amazing program. We had The Fly and Gattaca was our last one. Next up, Stand By Me. We've got The Untouchables coming up. Some amazing films, uh, so check out all that on our SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as our regular movie chats. Logan is going up this week. Spoilers and non-spoilers. Spoilers, that's exciting. And uh, otherwise, just follow us on uh, socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just simply at Get Into Geek. And if you ever want to drop us a line about anything, criticize our rankings for our DC TV chats. <laughs> or criticize get into our geek criticizing at <laughs> Yes, criticize the criticisms. Absolutely. And there have been a lot this week. There have yeah. Been. yeah. We do like these shows. I was about shows. to say that. We, we should do. Point, we do enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favourite part of the week, but I feel like I come in here and just smash them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how we feel. Maybe next week we'll be positive. We should prove that that's not the way we feel I think next around week. Around the 24th. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. Let's only talk about positives next week. That's a challenge. That could be one of our shorter episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Get into geek.com.